SCTV now begins its programming day. Yes, SCTV is on the air. Welcome to the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. And what are we looking at this time? We're looking at an episode of SCTV, Walter Cronkite's Brain. And I know what you're thinking. How is Dan Aykroyd associated with SCTV? Isn't he with Saturday Night Live? Was he ever on SCTV? I will let you know how this episode is connected to Dan Aykroyd when the moment approaches. Deal? Let's go. We start with the opening credits of the episode. Uh, John Candy, Joe Flaherty, Eugene Levy, Andrea Martin, Catherine O'Hara, Rick Moranis, and Dave Thomas. Uh, the powerhouse of SCTV. All this, this was a, a great cast of a great show. In any SCTV episode, the 90-minute episodes, there is a ton, a ton, a ton of material. There was, in fact, so much material in the 90-minute episodes that when they first came on NBC after being in Canada, they actually had used clips from the first three seasons that were shot in Canada and only showed in Canada on the NBC run. Just so much material needed for the show. We start with the uh, first sketch, which is a commercial. SCTV was a parody of a, of a TV station. So we get parodies of commercials, we get parodies of public service announcements, we get parodies of the news, we get parodies of movies, we get the whole thing. And SCTV did this brilliantly. They managed to parody everything that was on television at the time brilliantly. This show, much like Saturday Night Live, is a product of its time. It parodies stuff that was on television at the time, such as the title of this episode, Walter Cronkite's Brain. Walter Cronkite was still on television, was still a newsman at the time. A lot of this is going to feel dated. However, it is so well written and so well acted that even if you don't know the people that they're talking about, the sketch itself is funny. And I believe that is the key of a good sketch. Even if a sketch is a product of its time, if it's well written and well done, it can still be funny uh, when watched by any generation. Okay, so I'm going to get into the first sketch here. I've said it three times now. Five neat guys. And this is a parody of those radio commercials. When you were growing up in the uh, 70s and 80s and even starting into the 90s, you could order records and tapes off of television. And this is for five neat guys. And it's five the f- five men from the show all singing songs that 
sound like they came from the 50s, and they're all dressed like they're in the 50s. They've captured what it was like to try to sell one of these on the television. The song parodies that they're using in this commercial are brilliant. The acting is brilliant. I want to point out Joe Flaherty in this commercial. He's playing his character as drunk. He's playing one of the drunk five neat guys. And it's very, very subtle, but it's very, very funny when you see it. The next thing we see is another commercial, but this is a commercial for a show. And it's a commercial for the show Emergency Caterer. And this is a parody of the show Emergency that was on at this time, or it may have just gone off the air, but it was on around the late 70s, early 80s, emergency. They would be in a they would be in the firehouse and they'd get a call for an emergency and they'd have to go to a burning building or an earthquake or a bus overturning with children in it. That's what that show is about. Well, this is emergency caterer. And what SCTV loved to do was love to combine exciting things with the mundane. And they would put them together and it would just be hilarious. Emergency caterer. Joe Flaherty and Andrea Martin, they're throwing a party. They've run out of food and people start collapsing for lack of food, lack of drink. They put in a call to the emergency caterer. John Candy and two extras rush off to the house. We get the emergency call. We get the siren. We get the whole nine yards. Now, this sketch was unique in the fact that John Candy was working with two extras. He wasn't working with anybody else from the cast of the show. The cast at SCTV was known to play bit roles in the sketches, especially when they started off. They didn't have anybody. But even as the show got more popular and they were able to hire extras, usually roles like this would have gone to uh, Rick Moranis or Dave Thomas or Eugene Levy, who were not in this sketch. If you were not in the sketch, you usually would do background characters. So for John Candy to do the sketch with two extras, that was a unique part. The, the parody is placed through. They bust in. They bust in with hors d'oeuvres and, uh, you know, and uh, wine and uh, hot meals. And they feed the party and they save the party. And John Candy is brilliant. We all miss John Candy. Uh, whenever I see him in one of the sketches, it, it, uh, yeah, it, it just makes me smile. Now we go to every episode has a set piece that the episode is named on. And this one is named Walter Cronkite's Brain. And it's hosted by David Brinkley, played by Rick Moranis. And Dave Thomas is playing Walter Cronkite. And uh, let's just get a little of Dave as Walter Cronkite right here. Thank you, David. And good evening even though it's morning here for me. Today will be following me through a typical day to examine the two hemispheres of my brain and finding... <coughs> oh, thank you. All right, get, get out of the shot, please. <coughs> and finding whether you need both hemispheres to get by or whether you can get by with just one. On a beautiful day like today, a Saturday. So off we go to the golf course to give the old right side of the brain a rest. When you spend the entire week thinking about space in the universe, the Saturday is the time to let the left side of the brain take over. Dave Thomas and Rick Moranis, I don't think get enough credit as a comedy team. We know them as the McKenzie brothers. That's great. I love Strange Brew. I love it when they play McKenzie brothers. 
it seemed like everybody was working together, but for the most part, Dave Thomas and Rick Moranis worked together. Even when they weren't doing the McKenzie Brothers, a lot of the sketches were just those two together as the main two people in a sketch. And I would call them a comedy team. I would. Because they play off of each other very, very well. And they play off of each other very well in this sketch. Rick Moranis is David Brinkley. Dave Thomas as uh, Walter Cronkite. Walter Cronkite, as you know, many people consider him the greatest news person of all time. David Brinkley was always runner-up to Walter Cronkite in that category at this time. This is a weird... So they're playing the sketch where David Brinkley is jealous of Walter Cronkite, and Walter Cronkite is knows it and is playing that up. This is a weird sketch. You're talking about Walter Cronkite's brain. They're talking about memory. They're talking about imagination. Part of the sketch, it looks like... <laughs> Walter Cronkite was born on the planet Krypton, so there's a little baby, and then Dave Thomas is playing Walter Cronkite's dad from the planet Krypton. This is one of those sketches, even though today I don't think a lot of people would know who David Brinkley is or Walter Cronkite is, but if you watch this sketch, even if you don't know who a person is, they're playing those characters. It could just be a fictional sketch in some person's mind. Walter Cronkite and David Brinkley could be fictional characters. And this sketch still works. The fact that you know who they were or and the fact that you know what they did in that time frame makes the sketch funnier. So this is how the performance of the sketch has just enhanced it with Rick Moranis just nailing David Brinkley and uh, Dave Thomas just nailing Walter Cronkite. Then we cut to a commercial for Tylenex. They were very, very careful not to use the exact name of the product. So it's not Tylenol, it's Tylenex. And this one has Rick Moranis as a very proper television announcer. And this is also based on those commercials. One pain reliever had 500 milligrams of pain relief. And this one had 200 grams of, mil, you know, 200 milligrams of pain relief. Which one would you choose? And they'd pull a, they'd pull a cup up and they'd say, uh, Tylenol? Well, I had no idea. I was using so-and-so. It's a parody of that commercial. The woman in this commercial is Andrea Martin playing Preeny Scarosa. And this was a recurring character from the beginning of SCTV, Perini Sclerosa. Her shtick was she couldn't speak English. She would sort of repeat what was said, but in a weird accent, and nobody could understand her. It's a very, very fun character. It may have sounded like a racist character, but it wasn't a racist character because nobody knows where she was from. It was just somebody who talked her own way, and people just had to deal with it. And, uh, that, and now we hear... We go to Count Floyd. Joe Flaherty is Count Floyd. Another recurring character. A lot of recurring characters on SCTV. SCTV had a bunch of recurring characters that you loved to see each and every time. There was not a character in there that you didn't enjoy seeing over and over again. And for the longest time, I didn't realize this, there is a new section on SCTV where Joe Flaherty is Floyd Roberts. And Floyd Roberts is also Count Floyd. And if you see those two characters, Floyd Roberts is a very straight-laced newsman, and Count Floyd is this goofy Saturday afternoon horror host. 
He's a vampire who howls. And they're showing a bumper for their movie, their scary movie, Slinky, the toy from hell. They capture the the low-grade horror movie parody very, very well in this parody. It's just a Slinky going down the stairs chasing Andrea Martin. And there's nothing going on, but they make it look like it's the scariest thing in the world with the music and the angles and the lighting. Every single sketch in SCTV, whether it be a short bumper sketch or one of the longer movie sketches, they're all directed great, they're all lit great, they're all acted great, they're all written great. I can't tell you how much SCTV just gave me influence uh, being a comedian myself. Just to show how all these people could be different people. And you believed every single per every single person in this cast is a talented actor or actress who are able to pull off multiple characters. And you believe them every single time. Such as our next sketch, Michael Chisel, Small Town Dick. And it's about a detective in a small town so everybody knows each other. Catherine O'Hara comes in and says... She thinks her husband is cheating on her. And uh, John Candy, as Mike Chisel, has to go out and find out. But he knows everybody in town. And when I talked before about sketches having the main stars as extras, that's what happens in this one. In this one, Andrea Martin just does a walk across and says a couple of words. In this one, Rick Moranis is just a janitor who says a couple of words. Not the main focus in the sketch. And they could have had extras do it. But they didn't. And that's another thing that I think why SCTV worked. It w They all took the comedy seriously, no matter how small the part. They were in there to do it. The gag in this is everybody knows John Candy's a detective. Everybody knows everybody's business. So a small town detective is not really needed. And now we have the SCTV movie of the week. Gangway for Miracles. Starring Edith Prickley. Andrea Martin had uh, the character Edith Prickley. She is the station manager of SCTV. She's this very gruff, uh, very in-your-face woman. And they're doing a parody of The Miracle Worker. So John Candy has a daughter, Catherine O'Hara. And Catherine O'Hara is just, uh, they call her Mad Dog in this sketch. And John Candy brings in Edith Prickley. Andrea Martin to help his daughter and John Candy plays it like a pirate this is another great scene it's John Candy has a small role but he's playing the role as a pirate but this is you know whatever it was the early 1900s uh, and he's he's all dressed eloquently in a tuxedo and all that and he's playing it as a pirate Arr. and Andrea Martin and Catherine O'Hara are two of the funniest people in the world and Andrea Martin and Catherine O'Hara had a huge, huge hill to climb because they were the only two, not only were they the only two women on the show, they were the only two women writers. When the show first started, the cast uh, wrote for themselves, so they wrote their own stuff. But as the show got bigger, they hired a bunch of writers, and all the writers they hired were men. So Catherine O'Hara and Andrea Martin had to battle all these men to get their material on. And I'm glad that they did because this is a hilarious sketch. This just shows you how talented Andrea Martin and especially Catherine O'Hara is. 
because they're also great mimics. Andrea Martin is playing Edith Prickly, who is a character. And at the end of the sketch, Edith Prickly gets Mad Dog to act like Edith Prickly. Here it is. Captain, game way for a miracle. You think this is a miracle? Wait till you see the miracle it takes to clean up that room. <laughs> Just kidding. You think I did my job a little too well, Cap? Uh, Miss Sullivan, I don't believe it. Hearing her talk like this. Why, I tell you, it's music to me ears. Is that right, dear? Well, wait till you hear this, Cap. That's nothing. Give me an name, won't you, Mad Dog? <laughs> oh, Ma. Yeah. So not only is Catherine O'Hara acting, but she's acting as Edith Prickly. It's a character on top of a character. This is just the magic of SCTV. The fact that they are all talented enough to pull this off. I love it. Now we go to the Great White North with Bob and Doug McKenzie. And these are just silly, silly little snippets they've said in interviews Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas just went off in a corner and they took a camera and they just recorded one after the other after the other. And they kept the good ones and they threw the bad ones away. And this one is about carpet. These are silly and they're stupid and God, are they funny. Just the simplicity of it is hilarious. And the fact that those two can just get laughs with a, a minimal setup and a minimal set they started doing these characters in Canada. There was a rule that every Canadian show had to have a certain amount of Canadian content in it. So they started doing the McKenzie brothers to address that. They did it as, as a joke and it caught on. Now we go to an ad for Merv Griffin, the Merv Griffin show. Rick Moran is playing Merv Griffin. And this is another thing. Merv Griffin was a big talk show host back in the 80s. Now, I think if you mention Merv Griffin, not a lot of people would know him. And the people, SCTV, what they would do is, not only would they parody people of the time, but they would pull in names that even at the time were not household names. So all this time later, they're certainly not household names. But as I said before, they're doing these characters, and even if you don't know who that person is, the, if they stick to the character and they do the character, it's going to get a laugh because it's well-written and it's well-acted. Such as uh, Virginia Graham, Jackie Vernon. I'm not that familiar with either of them. But when you watch the sketch, Catherine O'Hara playing Virginia Graham, John Candy playing Jackie Vernon, they're excellent caricatures of those people. That's all you need. Just stick with a character, whether it be real or whether it be fake. If you commit to the character, the sketch is just gonna blossom and just pop off the screen, and that's what it does. And this sketch is about the 60s, so they have Easy Rider in there. It's just a, it's just a weird psychedelic sketch because Merv Griffin was a talk show host and he was a straight-laced host so just to have him uh, talk about all this uh, the drug culture 
it's funny on two levels. If you know who Merv Griffin is and you watch this, it's going to be funny. If you don't know who Merv Griffin is, you're going to watch this and you're going to think it's funny. Maybe not for the same reason, you're going to get a laugh. And there's Joan Baez and Hugh Hefner. These characters are not done tongue-in-cheek. They play The actors play the characters to the height of their intelligence. And that's what makes the sketches work. And now we go back to Perini Scleroso. And now we have the Pepsi Challenge. Earlier we had Tylenex, but now we have Pepsi. And they actually use the word Pepsi, and they use Coca-Cola. You actually see the products in this commercial. And Eugene Levy is playing Gabe Kaplan from Welcome Back, Cotter. These were, once again, they were taking actual commercials that were playing at the time and parodying them. I hope I said that correctly. The character of Perini Sclerosa can't speak English. That's the, that's the joke. So they have to get around that. And now we have Preteen World, where all the actors are playing preteens. Even though these actors are clearly, clearly not preteens, the fact, I'm going to say it again, the fact that they commit to these characters, you actually believe that these people in their late 20s, early 30s, they could actually be children because they do it 100%. There's no holding back. As a comparison to Saturday Night Live, it's Saturday Night Live where somebody starts to laugh or, or break up or something like that. Here, not doing it live, they're able to they're able to capture the characters better. And as they capture the character better, the sketches come off cleaner. And it's just kids, you know, they talk about dating tips, what teenagers were going through or what preteens were going through. Andrea Martin has her hair curled up and has braces. You, I tell you what, you just look at this. You just believe that all these, these people, all these adults are, are middle-aged children. Then they talk to a group called Rough Trade. And I will admit, I have no idea who Rough Trade is. It was a Toronto band. They did a song. It was an okay song, but really, really, I don't... There's not a lot out there on Rough Trade. Not one of their stellar musical guests that they had on the show. Now we cut to Carl's Cuts. And it's Rick Moranis playing playing a, a, a meat cutter. Out of nowhere, it's a meat cutter. It's a meat cutter show. And he's talking about grinding meat and cutting meat and head cheese. And I swear that Rick Moranis, he had the basis character on the hitchhiker from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Because here's Rick Moranis in the, in the sketch. To pull out the eyelids, the nostrils, the privates. Oh, what the heck? The lips, the earlobes, the back of the wrists, the, uh, the, 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 the armpits, all that stuff goes in, makes a fine grind, and you get these wieners. And everything after that is ground in and make bologna, and everything after that, that's made into head cheese revolting, isn't it? But heck does it sell. Okay, everything after that's made into Jimmy Dean sausages. Just kidding, Jimmy. Okay, now here is the hitchhiker from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They make head cheese. They. They take the head and they boil it, except for the tongue. And they scrape all the flesh away from the bone. They, they don't throw nothing away. They, they use the jowls and the muscles and the, the eyes and the ligaments and everything. I think they're the same. This is a sketch about a man cutting meat. Um, how 
people prepare meat. And it's funny and it's short. When I do my Saturday Night Live reviews, I always talk about how the longer sketches tend to fall flat. Here in SCTV, the longer sketches tend to work better because one, they're not live, and two, they can edit them. But there's all length of sketches on the SCTV show, the longer ones and the shorter ones. The way they spread it out between the show, between the short commercial parodies and then the longer movie parodies and then an actual movie and then a talk show, they didn't leave out any aspect of television. They captured all aspects of television. It was a TV show that made fun of TV shows before making fun of TV shows was popular. And now we go to a commercial called the Slappy 2000 where you get to choose your comedy. And as I was talking about, this is a TV show making fun of a TV show. This is a commercial making fun of comedians who are making fun of TV shows. Sometimes the jokes are very, very inside. This was an inside joke to me being a comedian. On the outside, it was just a make-your-own-joke computer. But for me, on but me being a comedian, I could see what Dave Thomas, who was in this commercial, was trying to pull off. He's trying to make fun of people who are trying to make fun of something, but they're also involved in that thing that they're trying to make fun of, which is what SCTV is. So in essence, he's making fun of SCTV, making fun of television shows. Very, very meta, very, very in your head. Now we go to a game show. We have game shows, and it's called uh, Steeple Chase. And the host of this game show is Eugene Levy. And Eugene Levy plays a game show host to a T. The fake smile, how he greets the contestants. If you didn't know that this was a fake game show, just by watching Eugene Levy, you would think that this was a real TV show. And if you remember, there's a famous SCTV sketch called Halfwits, where Eugene Levy is the host of a, of a game show, and none of the contestants can answer a question. They're too stupid to answer a question. This one throws you for a loop. In this, it's steeplechase. They parody how stupid some of the game shows are. If you answer a question, you get to walk so many spaces until you get to something. They don't even tell you what you have to get to. And it's Rick Moranis and Andrea Martin and John Candy and Joe Flaherty. They're all contestants on this show. And Eugene Levy asks Rick Moranis a really, really tough question. And he answers it. And then he asks Andrea Martin a really, really tough question. And then she answers it. So you're thinking, okay, this is going to be the opposite of Halfwits, where everybody knows the answers to everything. Then he asks a really, really tough question to John Candy. And he can't answer it. And then he asks a really, really simple question to Joe Flaherty, and he screws it up. You have the intellectual in this, and then you have the stupid, and they, they combine the intellectual and the stupid. You think it's going one way, and it goes another way. SCTV always kept you thinking. And the character that uh, Joe Flaherty plays in this, his name is Charles Bronson, and I'm going to go off on one of these. Tangent alert. Tangent alert. Tangent alert. This is a self-promoting tangent alert. I have started the Burt Reynolds and Charles Bronson podcast. 
Yeah, just type in the Burt Reynolds and Charles Bronson podcast, and it'll bring you up. I'm just doing projects on Burt Reynolds and Charles Bronson like I'm doing here on the Dan Aykroyd podcast. I know this is Dan Aykroyd podcast. We haven't brought up Dan Aykroyd yet here on SCTV, but we will. I promise. This was just a great game show parody. Uh, From the fakey host to the overqualified people on the show to the people who really don't know what's going on the show to the absurd premise of some game shows. Very, very well acted. And we go to another commercial. Shine Detergent. Perlini Scarosa is back. This is her third one. Once again, she can't speak English. And once again, there's confusion. (laughs) I am a sucker for a running gag in a show. Perlini Scarosa running gag. I just loved it. It's a character. It's a character of low status. That gets the best of everybody. Everybody, even though she doesn't know how to speak English, and everybody around her probably thinks they're better than she is because she doesn't know how to speak English, it's a a great example of a low-status character getting the better of higher-status characters. Really, really nice and really, really subtle how that came through, through the three commercial parodies we see. And now we come to screen acting. With Dr. Tongue and Woody Tobias Jr., played by John Candy and Eugene Levy. And they're doing a scene from the Blues Brothers! This is it! This is the connection! They do a scene from the Blues Brothers. A scene that Dan Aykroyd wrote. So technically, Dan Aykroyd's material that he wrote is in SCTV. So that means that Dan Aykroyd is part of this SCTV episode. Yeah! Let's hear it. Well, thank you, pal. The day I get out of prison, my own brother picks me up in a police car. You don't like it? No, I don't like it. Whoa, this car's got pickup. It's got a cop motor with 440 cubic inch plant. It's got cop tires, cop suspension, cop shocks. It's a model made before the catalytic converter, so it runs good in regular gas. So what do you think? Is this the new Bluesmobile or what? Get the cigarette lighter fixed. (laughs) (laughs) That, of course, was a scene from the smash hit motion picture, The Blues Brothers. All right. I know that's a thin connection, but damn it, we're going with it. And this is where John Candy and Eugene Levy are teaching people how to act in a $30 million movie. And this is on public access. In this scene... John Candy and Eugene Levy, as these characters, are teaching people how to act in a $30 million movie. The funny part about this is John Candy was in The Blues Brothers. And this is a parody of people who are trying to talk about something that they don't know and they don't talk about the deep stuff. They're not really talking about acting. They're talking about stuff on the surface. What to do. You know, where to get your coffee. Where do you get your donuts. And I think we've all run into a person like that. A person, in essence, con artist. They're trying to sell you on something they know, but they don't know it. They just know the superficial level and that's all you get. But they use a bunch of technical jargon and technical terms to make you think that they know what they're talking about and that's what happens in this one 
They give you no idea how to get into a $30 million movie. They give you no idea how to prepare for a $30 million movie. They just tell you superficial things to do once you're in a $30 million movie. <laughs> we end the show with uh, Rick Moranis playing Jerry Todd. Uh, Jerry Todd was a recurring character who uh, was in the video. And in this one, it's a dating site. It's a, a video dating and we see Andrea Martin and how earlier in the episode, Catherine O'Hara copied Andrea Martin's character. In this one, Andrea Martin is copying Rick Moranis' character. So it all comes around. Everybody is so, so talented in this cast that not only can they do impressions, but they can also mimic the characters that their fellow cast members have come up with. And it happens in, in several episodes, not just in this one. And uh, the show ends. And I'll tell you, this was a great episode. This just tells you how good television could be, how good late-night television could be or was. And SCTV as a series from the start until the end is one of the most influential late-night shows ever. It gave us all these great actors. And it's and all these great characters. I can't tell you enough. If you've never seen an SCTV episode, go out and start watching SCTV. You will be doing yourself an incredible favor. These were talented actors, talented writers, talented performers. And as for Dan Aykroyd, well, Dan Aykroyd wrote the Blues Brothers and they did a clip of the Blues Brothers in this movie. I'm guessing they were able to do this because... Dan Aykroyd was friends with John Candy. Maybe that was how it worked. I don't know. I am using that as a strong enough link to put this on the Dan Aykroyd podcast. So if you want to support this podcast or support my other podcast or anything that I'm doing, you can go to my Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Scott White. And if you want to find out whatever I am doing, please go to my website, scottyblanco.com. And we will see you next time here on the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. Oh, no more time. No fair, eh? You're eating while I'm doing the feed. Okay, I'm eating. Give me that. Give me that, eh? Okay. Go ahead, do the topic. Okay. Good day. How's it going? I'm Bob McKenzie. Here's my brother, Doug. How's it going, eh? And we're real hungry today because our topic is like carpets. Okay, so like, we like drove around, right? And we got like, like this lady was getting like new carpets in her house, right? So like she had all this stuff out like right in the ditch, right? Like pieces of carpet, like some were this big and long, some were like that big and like square, right? So like we uh, put it all up on like the walls of the, uh, the van. Okay, so that's the topic. What are you doing? Making a sandwich. Keep, keep talking. Whoa, you're flipping tomato seeds at me, eh? Here, look. Right in your eye. What are you having? Here. Uh, it's like uh, bacon, lettuce, and tomato. You got bacon on there? Only okay, so like when you're putting... Black bacon. When you're putting carpets uh, in the van, make sure... Make sure that you use, like, enough glue. Okay, that's the show for today. So, good day. Good day, eh? Oh, no, come on. What? You shouldn't talk with your mouth full. Oh, mouth. Hold it. So that's the show... So, 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 how's it going? Uh, 
everything so okay so that's the show for today so good day good day eh? you're watching SCTV the only comedy network